Hello and welcome to another weekly dose of THC Tutors Tent Talk. How you doing today, Jock? Doing well, Noah. How are you, brother? Man, as every other Tent Talk, I'm doing fantastic today. Always happy to talk about a little growing with you. Just a reminder, guys, Tent Talk is a weekly show where we share opinions and knowledge from our gross. In this yes, episode, sir. we're going to be getting a little bit into the harvest, Jockmo's harvest. We're going to be getting into a little of my building difficulties. And yeah, I guess Giacomo, you take it away, man. I I think everybody on the Instagram saw that you just recently harvested. How was that going? Yeah. <clears throat> so, I mean, I didn't really post too many snaps or pics or whatever. Um, kind of just got straight into it. It was kind of a, a last minute decision. Kind of decided it like mid-afternoon with Noah on the phone. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I called him and I was like, bro, these things look like they got to get chopped right now. And he was like... I don't know. Let me see him. And then I was like, then he looked at him and he was like, yeah, you should probably chop him. And I was like, all right. So I did that super quickly. took me like an hour. It was definitely the stress, you Mm -hmm. know, like you, Mm -hmm. um, you showed me those pictures and I was like, wow. Yeah, definitely. You, you gave them enough stress. They're senescing enough, but (laughs) I don't know if you went a little bit over the line there and might've hurt him a little bit. So, Mm -hmm. yeah. So it took me about like an hour uh, I did no defo, just straight chop from the bottom, flip mm-hmm. upside down. And um, how was the uh, the trellising? Like, I know you had three layers of trellis. How was a lot of people have difficulty? We were talking about that a little bit, how you did some trellis training. So they're a little bit wrapped up. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't know, tell me, tell me how you did you just cut them singularly or did you go in, you know, each plant per plant? Did you cut around each one? Um, so I basically, yeah, like I started in like the middle of a plant, um, this way I would keep the, cause you still need it to have, um, like tension, you know what I mean? From the edges yeah. to keep all the other plants up. If not, like it would just collapse on itself. So I kind of cut from like the inside outwards, um, from like all the trellises. Um, and yeah, I kind of just went plant by plant and, um, I think I did two plants with all the lights in. And then as I started taking plants and hanging them. I started taking a singular light bar out, which is kind of a luxury that a lot of people probably don't have. Yeah. So I kind of just went like, by the time I got to my last plant, I literally just had one singular, um, uh, like light bar. Light bar. Yeah. yeah. And for the people that don't know, those are also automatic. The driver of that actual LED is automatic. So if you only had one thing and turned it on, it would still make it work. It's not going to overpower it or break your stuff. It's just going to mm-hmm. run it with the same. If you dimmed it, it would dim it the same way as having all the bars. But it's kind of it's kind of cool in that respect uh, uh, for what you're using. Um, of course, not waterproof. You know, you don't want to spray those things once you have mm-hmm. them off. But um, tell us too, what did you hang them on? Uh, I thought a good idea for me has always been hanging up my own trellises and then putting them basically vertically putting trellises. I don't know how to say that right. And mm. then hanging the plants from that instead of hangers and stuff. What did you do? Um, yeah, so I uh, actually in the two by two, I ran out of those carabiners that have like the uh automatic pulling up and down to like hang the lights in like the smaller tents so i had ordered like a 12 or 25 pack of those off of amazon for like five ten bucks and yeah i kind of realized that i could just hang it up like each one with one of those you know kind of just like like i would like a 
like a light almost you know yeah exactly it's i was just like basically hanging a light super high up so each one is on its own like i guess individual kind of like light hanger so to say. basically for so yeah i can for, like adjust you, the height so i put them all pretty high so they wouldn't get like bashed by my um fan that is hitting like the lower area so those things were light hangers that you were hanging those off of and people that yeah. have extras of those it's always it's always good to use those um another good use of those is to actually help support different things around your grow uh, for instance fans you can kind of put use those light hangers as a way to support your fans if they're hanging fans uh, the six inch little hanging oscillating fans or if you mm-hmm. just don't want a fan to like fall over it's really nice to just wrap one of those up and have it uh, kind of hanging it down um, to go further into it uh, did you have any like real problems? I know it only took you about an hour, so it seems like a pretty perfect harvest. Well, while you were harvesting, did you have any big issues that you had to overcome? Um, honestly, uh, not really. It was pretty smooth to say. Like honestly, it was yeah, it was pretty quick. Um, yeah, I did it solo, and yeah, I mean, my my room is just like a disaster. I just have lights everywhere, and just vents and shit but i mean yeah it was pretty smooth nothing went wrong um in the beginning i had chopped off like one singular top of one of my Mm -hmm. plants which is like pretty much the only thing that went wrong and then i was like all right now i gotta be extra careful a lot less careless that's (laughs) also just going yeah i was was just going you know like i was just trying to get in there and just go hard and then yeah i kind of got a little careless snip one off and i was like damn yeah but it is what it is definitely I, you know, I empathize with my last big grow because it was, it wasn't like it took me a long time to harvest. It was just a mess. Mm -hmm. Like the whole area was just a mess and it was hard to come back from that idea of like walking in and you're like, wow, like I really need to clean this, but I have 10 more days of drying, you know, and I don't want to mess up anything in here with a vacuum cleaner or, you know, yeah, I spraying around dust or anything like that. Cause it's just stupid to do that at that point. I just leave everything be be patient and and let your stuff dry in the same environment it's been in for the for the whole time 100 percent, yeah i've kind of been like avoiding even like going anywhere in there just Mm because like i kind of just want to keep it like as stable of an environment as possible with like which is a lot of factors so um how's that been speaking of that like you you were in your tent you know and, and now you're trying to not make it so you know the environment the drying environment not go super crazy what what is yeah. the drying environment looking like yeah so let's dive into like the drying parameters that i'm trying to hit um so yeah i was hitting like 84 degrees um during like like the end of flower i was hitting like 84 degrees with about like 65 70 um mm-hmm. relative humidity and uh, now i've dropped it to about like it ranges from about like 62 to about like 70 in temperatures now. And um, my relative humidity is in between like 50 and 63. Okay. Um, so it's, yeah, it's bouncing a little bit, but um, in the not four too by bad. Eight, no, not too bad. To I mean, be it's, honest, like that comparison to other people's grows, like, I mean, you have some controlling stuff that you actually can, can do. I mean, it's I mean, shit's on full than- blast. Everything's on full blast. Yeah, <laughs> everything is literally no working brain. at its max right now so it's it's kind of stressful i've been kind of stressed in the past couple of days um but i mean yeah, there's nothing i can really do about it i'm coming up on like about to be like first week so that's pretty hyped um 
Yeah, once it once it starts drying out a little bit, as more moisture is taken out, it's going to be easier for your dehus to work. It's going to be easier for your AC to work. I don't have dehu issues anymore. I just have AC yeah, issues. Was, new, <laughs> yeah, now it's new AC DQ, issues. I don't got no issues, bro. I can I can drop that shit to thirty, no exactly, problems. The more and more I look into, uh, we had this problem. We've been talking about this for weeks about absolute humidity, and mm-hmm. the more and more I look into that, it seems like that affects everything from your. Uh, dehumidifiers to your ac units because i mean for the people that don't know ac is a dehumidifier in in a, in a type of way um so it's gonna yep. work better at a drier temp there's actually <clears throat> uh machines out there that they're not ac units but basically they they make your air colder they're kind of like mini swamp coolers is the best way to put it if, if people know what a swamp cooler is it uses cold water to uh blows air through cold water basically and then it humidifies and it blows that cool air into your house or into your area. There are machines now that do that, uh, like household items, you know, uh, mm-hmm. but they don't work if you're over 50% humidity because uh, there's no, it's really hard. Yeah, my DHU even has, a, my DHU came with like, a, has to be in between these types of just like parameters for it to work yep. properly. Exactly. I forgot what so, it was, but yeah. Um, that one's definitely better than the the newer one you got. The DHU is definitely a lot better than those household 50 pints, 30 pints that people get at, you know, Black & Decker, or, mm-hmm. you know, Target. I mean, so, I still got one of those working, too, on top of the one oh, that yeah, I have that's now. That, but... That's that back end. That's that double, you know? <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I just wanted to um, touch up on one more thing about the 4 by 8 um, So to keep that, that, like, the cold air in that tent, to keep that, like, 60 degrees from 84 dropping it all the way down to 60. Um, I had two six inch AC infinity intakes coming from each side on like the lower um, sides of the tents. And I removed one of the intake fans and completely shut out that um, intake hole. And now I'm just running, I kind of duct taped um, a six inch AC duct, like a fan ducting to my AC uh, vent that's pushing air out and i kind of just like now i'm just like redirecting ac to air in through my only intake of the tent okay i mean that's definitely a way to slow down the circulation of air which is going to make it easier for uh your tent to stay a consistent temperature and then for all your machinery to work you know your dehues and mm-hmm. stuff i so, also have definitely. we talked about this earlier as well sorry but we talked about the um i have my dehue pointing at the back of my ac mm-hmm so and that was a problem. No, I mean, I'm still doing that now. But what did you change? So I remember you did. Oh, what I changed is I slowed had... my um my carbon filter. Okay, okay, yeah. I, I, knew I there dropped was a my carbon problem. filter by one tick. So like if you guys okay. have the, the AC Infinity 6-inch controller, it comes with like a super long like uh, button that you can just like adjust the fan speed with. Um, and yeah, it's on like, I think it's like half now. Okay. So yeah, that, that definitely helps a lot. It's going to make, you know, not going to pull it through the, the AC as fast and mm-hmm. get you that nice cool air coming in, Yep, which is nice. Definitely. And, and I mean, those drying parameters for people out there, the biggest tip I have is just keep it under 75 degrees. I really like I've dried plants in 70 degrees and 30% humidity. Uh, I've, I've dried some stuff in some crazy conditions <clears throat> and let me tell you, still fire, still sells. And, and, for the people out there like, oh, you need 60, 60, you need 60, 60. It's like, you need to learn the plant. Yeah. And 
you know, you can dry. There are people out there that are drying in seven days and they're finding those perfect parameters to dry in seven days. And then they're doing a very long cure. And I think as time progresses, people are finding out, you know, you can't on a commercial side. Sure. It's awesome to say, oh, for, after 14 days of drying and curing, you're, you're done. But in the real world, the best stuff I've smoked has cured for three months. And the best stuff when you're buying those $80 eighths, you know, they're paying the money to have that stuff sit around for three to four months. So mm-hmm. it's, I don't know. it's also, it's, it's also strain and pheno dependent on how quick and you can 100%. dry the plant. So 100% those I mean, people that so, are drying in seven days have probably been using same pheno, same for, genetics. Yeah. For a couple of runs at least. Exactly. And so, they've gotten used to that kind mm-hmm. of, that it can dry that quick and stuff like that. Yeah. Very, very good point to bring up there. Um, so let's get into your grow, Noah. Um, you've, you've been building your new, I guess you could call it your new setup, your revamped setup. Um, yeah. With some, <laughs> more, with some more tents. So why don't you give us a little bit of an insight on what, what's been going on? You've had some difficulties. Yeah, definitely. I mean, it's, you know, just to be quick with it, because uh, we'll be talking more in the other tent talks as it continues to progress. But, mm-hmm. you know, just trying to build it, having a little bit of weather difficulties as always. I thought I could get outside on my days off of work and those days off have been pretty shitty. So, uh, unfortunately, uh, but, uh, on top of that, the only thing I really needed, bro, was my two by two tent, you know, it's a two by two by four tent mm-hmm. and Amazon, uh, gave me an undelivered package message. Um, still hasn't refunded. We talked about this. I actually got refunded, but it was, I didn't get refunded for a while there. And then I had to call Amazon, got refunded. Uh, so that wasn't a problem, but I have no idea what happened to that two by two tent, uh, just disappeared. And it's kind of setting me back. Cause if I could set that up, then I have a place where I can put my clones mm-hmm. while I'm building the whole setup. It takes less space up. So I don't have to worry about it in my room as much. Um, and I can keep more consistent temps in there, you know, keeping it in a, a tighter space, but you know, just, just, it was it is and and i for now the the clones are going a little bit slower than i intended uh so actually it seems like everything's going all right um the other thing yeah exactly uh the other thing was i I kept doing over and over again going over the the blueprints of how i'm going to put my reservoirs in because i used to use these totes just normal storage totes and they're like 18 gallons and i need about 25 gallons or so so i found the perfect 22 and a half gallon you know i only need really 20 gallons but i wanted up 25 gallons so i could have space in the top of growers mm, know some that. breathing room exactly to mix it and stuff like that but 22 and a half gallons is 12 inches by 24 inches so it's going to fit perfectly under a two by two tent area it's only 30 inches tall it's this perfect little reservoir and it's undeliverable right now in my location so it's available in some places just in my location it's undeliverable right now so uh i'm hoping uh, home depot is the one that says they're going to get it the fastest so i'm hoping to get it there or i can pay like the shipping companies to ship it to me but thinking about that these are reservoirs they're empty space that are huge you know plastic bins so that shipping costs like 40 bucks mm-hmm. so i'd rather just wait uh until probably about a week and home depot will get them back in stock so shouldn't be shouldn't be that bad but again just just these little tiny things that when you have everything planned and blueprints and then you stress yourself out to have everything done you have everything done and then some things are just out of your control so yep we just, all remember we all remember my netafim experience oh, yeah. 
Oh, yeah. Um, so, I mean, it could be a lot worse, buddy. Just, just think about it like that. Like, it could be a lot worse. <laughs> yep. You could be waiting a month and a half and then tell you, that's like, next what I... week, every week, bro. Like Exactly. And my plants are still alive, so I'm not, like, I'm not in there having to hand water still. I got my drippers. I got yeah. everything. Um, speaking on my plants in there, I actually just looking in there a few days ago i saw some my first pre-flowers surprise a little bit about that yeah yeah of course i've three of them definitely are showing pre-flowers mm-hmm. and then the other ones don't have any pre-flowers the gmo papaya <laughs> i know is a female it's a feminized seed right mm-hmm. but the the three others basically are not showing any sex kind of from the difference in growth, I'm guessing that they're males, but I kind of want to keep keep them going to see how, how it's looking. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, exactly. And and for the people that are wondering, I keep my stuff under 24-7 light. And they're going to be like, wow, how did anything flower under or pre-flower under 24-7 light? I did a lot of, you know, water stressing. Solos are so easy to do water stress too. So just an extra hour a day that I didn't water um, on my automated watering system it really pushed them. It actually made a couple like senescence colors coming out of the top of the canopy. And this is in veg guys. Um, you know, of course, probably locking up the whole system at the bottom and stuff, but I didn't really care because I knew I'm going to throw them all out. I'm not using any of those for actual production. So I'm not super stressed about it. It's just, I did the stress to see the genders of my mm-hmm. plants. Do you think the, um, the power outage had anything to do with the pre-flowers? Definitely. I mean, I mean the cold, the difference in temperatures and stuff, but I mean, maybe I think they, they started pushing out a little bit later. That could have been the beginning of the stress that, you know, mm-hmm. was the catalyst for them to push over. And then you build on top of that. Exactly. Especially mm-hmm. under 24 seven light. I mean, I didn't stop stressing them. It wasn't like I was like, Oh, you know, have a happy life now. You yeah. know, I was like, no, you're going to continue to stress out because you're getting thrown out, thrown away anyway. The one I didn't want to stress out that I was mad about, and I was expressed this a lot, was the uh, the reveg because I was trying to take clones off of it. Yeah. Um, seeing as now my clones still haven't rooted, maybe that electric outage did do a lot of stress. Yeah, so, 100%. But they're looking healthy. For people wondering, they're still looking healthy. They're just and in eight days. My SOPs always say, you know, eight days they should be rooting in. And I'm on day eight right now. And no roots <laughs> you know sometimes it's like that brother i mean yes. mine took like 14 days 15 days so oh yeah and i remember back in the day people always said 21 days like when i started growing it was 21 day clones <laughs> people doing 14 day clones people were like you're, you're crazy you know <laughs> now you but do now 14 and 14. they're like Bro, i can hit seven <laughs> exactly exactly but it's always the person that could do more so it's it's all good i don't really care that much <laughs> and i mean like, like going back to what we said earlier like it's your first run of this strain you know mm-hmm. so you don't know it that well you, know, you did have a power outage so there were a couple factors that were kind of out of your hand there 100 so, overall the fact that you still got 40 clones off of the revenge is a w yeah yeah exactly and that that really is is nice now because I can see the side by side testing and 100%. always, you know, I tell people if you want to do side by side testing as a home grower, start with clones. They're the cheapest thing. It costs you such a low amount per clone to actually test them and to throw away a clone. It's like, I think it's 20 cents or less. So if you, you, and you think don't about feel bad that, and you don't feel bad, you, you spent no time. They're in a small area. It doesn't yeah. make you feel any type of way. So nope. and, and this side by side I'm doing, it's 
giving me a lot of insight, not just into the different strains, but also into my SOPs and what's working in my SOPs that I've had for so long. So in a different environment, in a different situation. So 100%. Anything else to say, Noah? No, man. I think that, you know, grower love to all that made it to this point. Thank you guys for listening to our weekly checkup of our grows. Make sure to follow the uh, Instagram at THC Tutors and leave a review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Noah just got a pickup of his clones, I believe. It's the latest post. And, yes, um, sir. We also just released a new deep dive this past Wednesday. So deep dive number two is about some small tent tips about your environment. So make sure you go check that out and uh, grow our love. Yeah, grower love to you guys. Definitely recommend you check out that deep dive. There is some good stuff in there if you are a smaller tent grower. Even for the bigger guys, we talk a little bit about microclimates, how to find those microclimates. Um, you know, it goes beginner to advance as we do deep dives. So, yeah, grower love, everybody. Oh, yeah. Grower love. Peace out, guys. Peace.